You are listening to the EnormoCast. Hey folks, the word Enormo has long been used by EnormoCast listeners to get great coffee from Defiant Bean and now BonfireCoffee.com. But now the magic word is going to make you not only more alert, but stronger and therefore more attractive. How does this work? Is simply screaming it at the crux enough? Perhaps. But more indirectly, but effectively, you can now use Enormo to get a discount on pure climbing holds. Yes, it's time to build that woody and start training, you slug. Go to pureholds.com, P-U-R-H-O-L-D-S.com, and enter Enormo at checkout for 10% off your purchase. And while you're there, check out the Enormo hold. It makes a great Father's Day gift. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? You, are you playing here? We're doing the... Uh... Enormo Dome, whatever it is, it's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, big place that side of town. That's a big nice. place. You sold it out. I'll see. You really should. Look, you better get up there before you panic. Those pens are loose. You're very good. I have really enjoyed having with you. We'll make it. I don't think so. But we shall continue with style. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment with support from Maxim Ropes. And Defiant Bean is now Bonfire Coffee. How did that happen? Don't worry about it. Jeff is still roasting delicious coffee that will delight your taste buds and will make you feel, smell, and seem more sophisticated. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Normo at checkout for a discount. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Enormacast. This is your host, Chris Kalous. It is May 14th. That's 514 day here at the Enormacast. The day that I think about how cool it would be to climb 514. Not the day that I actually ever will do it. Who knows? Maybe. But uh, if I do, it'll probably be in the fall. I think it'll be in the fall after climbing well all summer long. Not in the spring. Not coming off the winter. But anyhow, where were we? Oh, yeah. It's 1051 Mountain Standard Time. This is episode 50. 50. God, I'm losing track. Hold on a second. All right. I went to the website and double checked. This is episode 57. Um, Yeah. <laughs> losing track man that's good it's a lot of episodes i used to just like have every single one memorized but man i can't even remember who i've talked to on this show so this show is a little bit of an experiment it is a series of four short interviews that i did at the red rock rendezvous in the black diamond booth black diamond was nice enough to give that over to me um it's four short interviews with four different climbers so those of you with short attention spans, this one's for you. Um, they're all fun little conversations. We've got uh, rock climber Nick Barry. We've got our friend Kate Rutherford, who has been on the show before. And Don Glantz, who's a guide out of Ure, Colorado. And uh, Chris Schulte, who's a boulderer, kind of from Durango, lives out in the front range now. The cool thing about Chris is he's come back and recorded a full interview. So this is a little taster. Uh, for the next episode, which will be a full interview with Chris Schulte. 
was a really interesting guy, kind of an old school boulderer. And he came through town for the Five Point Film Fest and I uh, got him in here. So that's going to be coming up next after this one. And while we're talking about the Red Rock Rendezvous, while I was at the Red Rock Rendezvous, I also did a live show from the stage, which uh, maybe some of you saw. And uh, I meant to record it and put it out as a podcast, but I blew it. I blew the recording, didn't come out so well for a couple different reasons, including just a pure malfunction, but uh, also pilot error, which is what I get for not having a producer and trying to do everything myself. I finally blew one, but it happens. It's happened to Mark Marin. He's admitted it on air. I'm sure it's happened to Ira Glass, but he would never admit it. Anyway, so that thing has been lost into the ether, and I do apologize for that because um, some of you have been waiting for it. And also, I want to apologize to my great guests who are on my friend Andreas Marin, Elena Renz from uh, the New River Gorge was on, and uh, Micah Burhart. But all those folks, I'm sure, will be back on the show down the line because they were fantastic. And if you were there, you saw it. But uh, I guess it's like sidewalk chalk art, you know, once it rains, it's gone. And only those that walked by happen to get to enjoy it. Anyhow, it happens. That's what that's what goes on with this technical stuff. Hopefully it'll never happen again. And uh, I think I've got it beat. So we'll also do a little bit more backup, I think, in the future. <laughs> All right. Another big announcement here at the Enorma Cast is that we have a new sponsor. Pure Climbing Holds. That's P-U-R Climbing Holds out of Grand Junction, Colorado got in touch with me quite a while ago actually we've been working on this for a while and i wanted to advertise on the show and i think it's a good fit i mean this is a show about climbing they make climbing holds right anyhow if you guys are uh, getting stoked to train if you want to finally build that woody or if you want to contribute something to your friend's woody that you're always going over and using you know for free because he's your bro anyhow buy him a set of holds a good idea and if you uh, go to peerholds.com type in p-u-r-h-o-l-d-s.com i think it comes up as shop peerholds after that but i don't quite understand that part of it but anyway peerholds.com will get you there and uh, enter enormo at checkout and you'll get a discount on climbing holds and the enorma cast will see a little bit also and we're going to put a little package together that includes the normal hold down the line here but if you want to buy an normal hold i'm sure they'll sell you one so get in touch with them anyway really happy about that i think it's a real good fit and goes with our other enormo discount sponsor uh, at bonfire coffee so the word enormo is becoming extremely powerful and while we're on the subject supporting our sponsors is one way to support the enorma cast Another way you can do that is get in touch with me, send me a note, tell me what you think of the show. You can go over to enormacast.com and click on the Help Out tab. There's a bunch of ways to help out the show up there if you're interested. You can also buy a t-shirt, click over to the uh, website again and click on the t-shirt banner. And hopefully these partnerships with the sponsors will help me bring some more fans on board um, and grow this little community that we've got. All right then, on to the show, the Variety Pack. I had a lot of fun recording these. It was at the Red Rock Rendezvous while the event was happening. I believe during a couple, the dino comp is going on in the background. Uh, Music, folks stopping by the booth. So it's pretty hectic, but a lot of fun. And the experiment worked okay with this one. So hope you enjoy a few short conversations with some great climbers here on the Normacast. Nick Barry. 
So, Nick Barry, you are a Salt Lake climber. Yeah. Yeah, I was born and raised in Salt Lake. Started climbing a little later. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely a What do you mean by Lake a little climber. later? Uh... I was into, like, wrestling and uh, running cross-country and wearing short shorts uh-huh. and running in circles around uh-huh. the track a lot. And then I got just, like, super burnt out from running uh-huh. and needed something else besides snowboarding to right. kind of, like, fill the season, you know? Totally. And then, So what, how did you end up figuring out how uh, climbing was going to be your thing? Uh, just, like, randomly some buddies uh, kind of, like, had some shoes and chalk bag and, like, we're like, oh, you should come bouldering with us mm-hmm. in Little Cottonwood. Mm-hmm. So I went out. And, How old were you? Uh, nineteen, I think. Maybe or maybe just before I turned nineteen. And how old are you now? I'm twenty seven. Twenty seven. So eight years ago, you yeah, started yeah. climbing. Uh huh. And it like were you st- hooked to begin with or what? Oh yeah, fully. Fully. Yeah, I was fully on board from uh-huh. day one. So yeah. are you that kind of guy that like locks in and just totally just decides that this is going to be my thing now? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty like focused person. So mm-hmm. like once I'm psyched on something, I'm like fucking all into that. Yeah, I just like focus on that, and that's my thing for sure. So let me ask you this: <clears throat> Your mom's legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she's Mama actually. Barry. Yeah, Mama Berry is kind of <laughs> legendary among some of our mutual yeah, friends. Yeah. Uh-huh. So tell me about your mom. Um, so my mom, she's just like an amazingly like super caring, awesome lady. Um, really happy to like meet all my friends, mm-hmm. have them over. She's an amazing cook. So she's super into just like, you know, like cooking my friends food, making them lunch, doing whatever and like. Uh, she just loves company and like nice. meeting new people. So right, yeah, because that's the word on the street is that is that uh, you know she takes care of the climbers out there a little oh, yeah. bit. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, our friend James Lucas in particular is is quite enamored with your mom. Yeah, yeah, so. he, he should be. Yeah, my she mom's been him right. particularly good to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in school for nursing. Yeah. How yeah, long you been at that? With an M. Nursing. Yeah. <laughs> What does that mean? A male nurse. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. right. The nurse. <laughs> Very hot. Yeah. How long have you been at that? Um. Well, I, my first degree was in marketing. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back and fulfill all my... There's like 10 prereqs you had to do to get into the right. program. So I had to go and get the, get nine of those. The only one that counted that I previously had was economics. So, uh, yeah, I went... And did all those, and that took like a year and a half. And I didn't get into nursing school the first time, and then reapplied. Mm-hmm. And so now I've been in it. This is my third semester, and I'll be done at the beginning of August. And so does this, I mean, is nursing something that you were like totally into, or is it something that you're into, but it also happens to maybe have a good climbing schedule kind of set up? Or I how got, are you inspired to, to, to do this sort of thing? I got into it from, like, because of the latter half of that. And then, uh, but once I started taking classes, I really enjoyed the science. Uh-huh. And then I started doing a little bit of CNA work, which is certified nursing assistant. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that, just, right like, on. dealing and helping with people. It's pretty rewarding and amazing experience so awesome yeah so let's get to the climbing what have you been climbing lately lately so since i've been in school i've been like more local for Uh sure and just been like raging when i can on breaks and stuff um i over december me and joe kind kid 
went out and got owned on Zodiac. Oh, right. I yeah. saw the Instagram pictures Which about that. Which is an amazing pitch. Really proud route. Really hard. Like, most technical footwork probably I've ever had to do. Right. Um, learned a lot about, like, it was like the first time I really failed or felt failure mm-hmm. as, like, on El Cap and right. as a rock climber. Right. Um, so I, it was just a huge learning experience, and I, I felt like it was major and just, like, gaining um, a lot of knowledge about my own rock climbing. Well, that thing's nails hard, right? Oh, yeah. There's, like, for 13D, it's, yeah, pretty fucked up hard. It's right. nails, right. definitely. And has, who's freed that thing besides the Hubers? The Hubers and Tommy. Oh, right. Yeah. So you're kind of up against it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah. Getting on that list is definitely a right, proud achievement. Right, right, right. So did you guys top out? Oh, we, we never even went from the ground. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We, we, we just went sport repelling oh, into right on, it. Right on. Worked on the pitches. And then we were both just like not doing hot and we stopped having any sort of progress. Right. And so we were just like, uh, fuck this. Like, right. we're not psyched. He was psyched on, like, hanging out with his girlfriend. I had a new woman interest that nice. I wanted to get back to. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. The bane of many <laughs> yeah, a project. Yeah, yeah, a project. yeah, exactly. As our mutual friend Hayden says, yeah. you know what? They, they really smell nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And after this being on a wall, well. it's like, yeah, forget that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you don't smell good. There's, yeah, this, yeah. there's this person waiting for me in the valley that does smell good. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, pizza. <laughs> now, that thing looks brutal. It's just yeah. like, I mean, the whole granite climbing thing and just like the inc- intricacy of it is incredible. Yeah. So. Yeah, but then uh, after that, I came out here for spring break and um, got on this thing on the Buffalo Wall called Crystal Dawn. Right. You know, I saw that too on, yeah. on, your, uh, on your Instagram huh? thing. And it's amazing. It's like. This just incredible rock, like typical, like that beautiful iron varnished mm-hmm. rock that you get at Red Rocks and just climbs incredibly. Yeah, just like this incredible 13C, like multi-pitch 1100 foot wall out here. Awesome. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the You know, I haven't climbed here until this last February. I hadn't really climbed in the canyons in, in more than a decade. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool that there's these, these new wave hard roots up here. Because um, I think this place is really known for, like, pretty moderate big roots. Oh, certainly. You know, with, like, 5.11 and a little bit of 5.12 kind of topping it out at least at least 10 years ago. Yeah. But now there's just, like, a bunch of stuff that's hard and, and actually, you know, some things going up still from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, like underground development. Yeah, underground of. because of uh, the bolting issue. Yeah, yeah. Is what I understand. But, but yeah, it's, you know... It's deservingly, like, gets the moderate reputation just because the moderates are so amazing. But, like, the hard climbing is equally as good. It's just, um, it's just, it's usually, like, really technical, kind of almost, like, granite-esque climbing, Uh which uh is really neat. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the way it feels. Like, you don't have, like anything to play with other than the those two holds oh yeah you know yeah. like it's it's glass smooth in between and like the world's most heinous feet to smear on right exactly you, yeah yeah so. all right well we're we're gonna finish this up because i want to do these little quick interviews but i've got uh, i want to put you on the hanging belay all right all right and the hanging belay is just this is i want you to answer these questions as quickly and as is like whatever comes to mind cool don't think about it don't think about like what i ought to say but try to think about what 
comes to mind the first. And the faster you answer them, the quicker you're off the hanging balloon. Okay. My legs are going numb in the swami right now. Exactly. And you're just like, you're looking up at your partner and you're you're trying to be encouraging to the guy. Like, hey, man, you're doing great. But in your mind, you're just like, what is wrong with this car? Move, damn it. Uh, good job, yeah. I know, I know. It's probably really hard. God, what is wrong with this? We've all always been down. All of us have been down that road. All right. Yeah. Best best climbing area in the world. Best climbing area in the world is Yosemite for sure. Best route in the world that you've done. Best route in the world is God. Um. No one's gonna hold you to this, man. There's not. This isn't a lawyer kind of thing. What came to mind? What's one that just jumped into your head? It's just so hard, Chris. I'm going to have to edit this out, dude. Your, <laughs> your legs are going numb. <laughs> My legs. Uh, <laughs> maybe Moonlight. Moonlight Buttress. Got it. Best climber in the world. Tommy Caldwell. Sexiest climber in the world. Uh, Tommy Caldwell. <laughs> Excellent answer. <laughs> Have you ever cried on a route? No. All right, we'll go move on from that. Which route do you wish you had climbed first? Before what? Like you did the FA. Which route, which historical oh. route do you wish you had done the FA of? The nose. Will you ever do 8A in the shrimp shrine? Yes, that's a lifelong goal. <laughs> Will be done, period. All right, thanks, Nick. Thanks for coming over. We'll do a full interview in a couple months. Yeah, for sure. I'd be psyched. Chris Schulte. All right, so I'm sitting in the uh, Black Diamond booth here at the Red Rock Rendezvous with uh, boulderer, climber extraordinaire, Chris Schulte. Chris, how's it going? Man, A-OK. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a little torched. We had some wind today. We had some sun. I'm not exactly built for the desert, even though it's, you know, kind of my favorite place to be. But, yeah, just a little torched. We had a really good session today. We had a really good uh, couple of groups. The format this year was really cool. We broke it down into two half-day clinics, which is nice because most of the folks that come here about... About 2 o'clock, they're done. They are done right. for. So this year it was kind of nice to do a little changeover. We got to cover a little bit more ground, I feel like. So you're te- you you were doing bouldering clinics. Yes, sir. That's right. Who can boulder all damn day? <laughs> well, I mean, so- most people can't do that, can they? Uh, I guess it. I guess it really depends. Like uh, where I live, it's such a long walk to go bouldering. Right. Uh, you know, all you right, drag so up there at dawn. And, where you do know. you live? So I live in Boulder, Colorado, right now, like everybody else. Um, most of the time, I climb at Mount Evans, I suppose. Uh, but I, I, I try to travel a lot, you know, as much as I can. Anyways, uh, the Front Range is kind of a funky place, so I like to get back out into the real world as much as I can. So, you know, people know you as a Boulder. Are you uh, at all an all-around climber? I mean, wh- how did you get into climbing it in general? So I didn't exactly start as a boulder at all, really. Right. Um, I I moved to Durango, Colorado, from Texas, like nowhere, Texas, like eight hundred people, Texas. And uh, Are you gonna give a shout out or? to your town bandera texas people cowboy right. capital of we the might world. have a listener down there cowboy capital of the world <laughs> i go remember it 
so I grew up there, and uh, you know I've got some family in Colorado. I've been coming up here since I was two weeks old, uh-huh. and uh, so I started climbing in Durango. Uh, I lived just a few blocks away from some real serious legends like uh, Jared Ogden and uh, Kenan Harvey, uh, right. Topher Donahue, like all those guys were, they were locals at the time, and I was really lucky to be able to climb with them as a developing climber. So my idols back in the day were all alpine climbers. Did a lot of mixed climbing, did a lot of ice climbing, started going to the creek. Uh, it's sort of just pared down over time, like uh-huh. lots and lots of ice mix, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden I'm trad climbing, all of a sudden I'm creek climbing, which, you know, is, it's sport cracking. It's right. not really trad climbing. Right, 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 of course. Lots of penitente, and then all of a sudden I was bouldering all the time. I, I wanted to climb more than I had partners, I guess. Right. And, and also, the most important part, like, there's so many boulders in Durango. It's it's a really empty kind of, it's an under-the-radar under the place. It's... Well, it's isolated. It's an outpost, right, kind of right. like Moab. Right. So for me, you know, it was the mid-90s or something. Bouldering was kind of just sort of getting cool anyways. But there's a ton of undeveloped rock down there. Or Well, there was. I lived there for like 15 years. Right, right. So I, I just got lucky. I got to pick plums forever. So I, I guess I became a boulderer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's what I've been doing. I wouldn't... Uh-huh. I, I'll say I have an all-around background, but... I'm not quite an all-around climber. Right. However, the coolest thing about climbing, you get tired of one time, you can do another. Right. And kind of the pendulum's starting to swing back the other way. Are you? How old are you? Uh, uh, 36. <laughs> you had to think about it yeah. for a while. Well, I'm getting like, old. It doesn't matter. I don't care how old I am. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Well, I'm just curious because, I mean, as we grow older, obviously performance changes and, and things sort of change within within our minds and bodies so for sure, I don't know if that's for affecting sure. anything but uh, so basically man I'm getting I'm getting injured more often right <laughs> you know I I blew up my shoulder mm-hmm. uh, early this last summer um, I came back you, you think about this stuff as you right. get older you're like oh man you know is the clock ticking or what this last winter, I had the best trip I've ever had in my life. I, I climbed harder than I ever have before. Right. I came back home and promptly tore my labrum in two places and, and tore my infraspinatus tendon, uh, partial thickness tear. I uh, found out I had some tendonitis, tendinesis, some bone spurs, some frayed tendons and my biceps longus, all this stuff, you know. Right. And like I, wear and tear, essentially, from totally because years I'm a trying hard man. I'm a terrible rester, and right. you know, and I, I climb what I enjoy, which is compression and arets and stuff. And you know, you do the same stuff, and it wears on you. You know, and I, I'm bad at resting. You know, right. I mean, the longest time I ever took off in my life was maybe two weeks. So, yeah, yeah I ended good, up dude. with four months off. I kind of freaked out. I didn't know if I was going to be a climber mm-hmm. anymore. Uh-huh. Started uh-huh. riding bikes again. Finally, eventually, I slowly started to come back. I, I went down to Durango. I rode bikes. That's where it's at down there. It's right. great bike riding. And just slowly started to come back to climbing. I had a few PTs tell me, you know, you'll be okay. Just do the work. Right. And it seems like it's coming back. So, yeah, you always think, like, oh, I'm 30, whatever. I'm however old, you know. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think to, like... Uh, Back in the day, if you were a martial artist, you weren't good. You weren't a master until you were, like, 50. Like, right. don't mess with the 50-year-old guy, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right, right. So I, I hope to think of it like that, you know? Right. And, and I think of people like Joe Monchosset. He did his first V11 when he was 62, and then he did another one the next year, okay. you know? So, I, I mean, if you're thinking of it 
as your life, then uh, yeah, maybe you plan differently or something like right. that. But I, uh, hopefully, I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> All right. So uh, my last question, and then we'll get to the uh, we'll get to the finish. Is um, I was wondering, you were just in Indian Creek. I saw some of your media. I saw the Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, you were bouldering down there, not crack climbing, which, you know, to a guy like me that's been climbing down there forever. And, and also, I got a listener who, 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 who emailed me and said, you got to ask that guy, like, why he's, why he's down there. He's not climbing spitters. What did he say? He's... He's pinching, or no, he's squeezing refrigerators. Yeah, is what he said. yeah, so, yeah. What was going on down there? You're like out there finding boulders. And sub question is, do you know Lisa Hathaway? Oh yeah, okay, definitely, good. definitely. Yeah, I was really pumped to hook up with Lisa, but you know, basically, she had a whole bunch of friends that were coming into town, and it was kind of hard to get her down here, uh, scheduling stuff, basically. Right. But for me, coming up as a climber in Durango. I mean, the creek's only two hours away. It, it was my first climbing trip ever. Uh, when I first started climbing there, I mean, I had like a little Colorado rack of singles, you know. So mm-hmm. we went and mm-hmm. we did like all four climbs you can do there with a right. rack of singles, a split pillar and some blue grama and Beanu's crack and stuff. And then after that, we were kind of like, well, what do we do? I guess this was probably 99 or something like that. So we bouldered, you know, we played around in Fringe of Death, we did the split mm-hmm, boulder, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, and this whole time I'm seeing these things, thinking like, wow, I mean, it'd be you know, cool to climb that, thinking right, I would right, never right. be able to do it, the rock's too soft, It's maybe I'll break something at 20 feet and cripple myself, right. I don't know, whatever, these things are hard, there's no holds. For some reason, after coming back, intermittently over the years, this year after the trade show I drove down there kind of incrementally thinking i'll go to joe's thinking mm-hmm. i'll go to moab well hey i'm only like an hour from the creek now serendipity strikes my buddy calls me up from durango and says hey i just wanted to get some beta on the boulders that are in indian creek you've told us about we're heading that way man i'm driving there now so basically what we did we just we wrapped we cleaned we put in the work you know we, we brought pads and just started trying things i i don't know uh, maybe maybe i'm stronger maybe i'm smarter maybe i don't really care about volunteer i don't right, right. I, whatever it was a combination of stuff like got to do almost everything i'd ever looked at over right. this like 20 right. years of climbing it was amazing it was like the coolest trip uh, it, right now, Indian Creek bouldering is my favorite bouldering really? in the world. Awesome. Yeah, dude, I, I'm blown away by it. The, the shapes, the, the technique required, I really feel like it's going to be something kind of cool. I, uh, I, you know, I want to give like nods to people like Ethan Pringle and Dean Potter mm-hmm. who have done, you know, they've, they've actually put some time and, and, and done some bouldering out there. Eric DeCaria and so on and right, so forth. Right, Lisa. Right. Yeah. You know, they didn't tell anybody about it, but... Uh, Cedar Wright, who said, you know, hey, uh, the lines between the cracks and all that stuff, half sure. shark, alligator man, and all, right. all of that is really important. All of it's really inspirational. And basically, you go out there and you start climbing on this rock in a in a way that's not just following the re- the weaknesses. You're you're climbing the the strengths. Basically, right. I feel like it's gonna maybe change the climbing in the creek somewhat but uh, man so quality and and i was there in the dead of winter i just had an amazing time unbelievably quiet like for a week during a snowstorm i was the only human there right other than you know what heidi red basically yeah and some cows but the quiet you know really cleaned me out on the last day i listened to a lizard eat a dried fly (laughs) Like crunching like chips in a movie theater, you know, 
<laughs> and it, I was 12 feet away from this lizard, right, and man. You're, and you're just like, yeah, I'm on totally. That. Blackbirds sound like jets. And, right. Oh, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. Cool. Well, I want to. I want you to come back on the show. We talked about maybe getting together at Five Point and talk a little bit more about that. But I'm gonna let you go now. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit you with. I was calling it with with the other guys the hanging belay because I want you to answer these questions as fast as you can. <coughs> All right. Not not <clears throat> not overthink them. There we Just go. Whatever comes to your mind. Shooting for, from the hip. But for you, I'm gonna call it the highball exit. <laughs> okay. The sooner, the quicker you answer, the the faster you top out. Shit. All right. All right? Here we go. So, here we go. Don't th- overthink them. Best climbing area in the world? Fontainebleau. I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd uh, say that. Well, everybody knew that. Like that. That's awesome. <laughs> everybody knew that one. Best boulder problem in the world? Uh, Airwolf, uh, also called just the wolf. Uh, you might see it on an upcoming BD Journal video. Okay. Uh, 30-foot highball. Man, it's it's a wolf's head. You compress a refrigerator wolf's head. Right yeah, I mean, dude, you can't beat it. Best climber in the world? Uh, it's going to be Adam Andra. All right. Yeah, it's incontrovertible. You, you can't argue. Sexiest climber in the world. And you can't say Adam Andra. <laughs> uh, that would be my sweet lady, Jackie Heffley. <laughs> nice work. And that came right to your head. He, yeah. I, I'll say that I he, he did not have to think about that. Good one. Good one. All right. What, I guess we'll go with Boulder Prom. What Boulder Prom do you wish you had climbed first, done the first ascent of? Karma. Karma. Karma and font. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, hey, props to Fred. I mean, he, I, I don't really have many climbing heroes, <laughs> and yeah, Fred's one, and that is a boulder problem. That was my first life list boulder problem. Like when when whatever dude hammered it, I was crushed. When it went again, I was like, oh my god, I'll never forget the day that I did it. It was yeah, what an incredible perfect problem. Like in a perfect place, yeah, that'd be just fine. <laughs> that'd awesome. be the one. All right, thanks, Chris. Thanks for coming thanks, on, and we'll yeah. uh, see you in a couple months. Anyway, good times, I'm good Cast. times. All right, so I'm sitting in the Black Diamond booth at the Red Rock Rendezvous with Kate Rutherford, who's come back to the Normalcast. Hey, Chris. So nice to see you again. After like two years, I think, that you were here last, or almost two years ago. Actually, coming up in July, it'll be two years. So your episode was in the teens somewhere. Oh, I feel so special. And that's back when I had to beg people to do this. You begged. I did. Yeah. I begged You had to stopped. buy me coffee. Yep. I had to make you coffee, and then you had to sweat it out in the in the mobile studio up in up in Lander. How's the mobile stu- studio doing? It's doing great, actually. Yeah, yeah you still it, rocking it. Yeah, it's still running. Um, it's actually running right now as as good as it ever has, frankly. Wow. So how'd that come to fruition? I just I finally got caught up on things that were falling apart. You know, it's just like I'm 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 in this equilibrium at the moment where wow. it's like somewhat ready to go. I think for a while. I mean, the thing is. It's it, it was born in 1981. Just like me. Yeah, just like you, right? Indeed. Right, so you're doing. So you got to uh, take care of you know your ladies. Yeah, he's doing well. So um, I wanted to actually ask you about the the amount of enormous love that you've gotten over the last year uh, from from our fantastic listeners. Oh man, I feel like such a lucky girl. I get like every other week. I probably get an email about jewelry. Or many other things saying, hey, 
I saw you on the Enormo cast. I was so inspired. I nice. love what you do. And can I support you and buy some jewelry or whatever? So the suspended stone designs have definitely taken a big um, uppity up, kicking the pants. Yeah, it's powerful. Because of the Enormo cast. It's really cool. I'm yeah. pretty impressed, Chris. Like, really? You've been pulling it off. Yeah, yeah it's see, really a lot neat. Of, a lot of people don't have a direct way in which people can then connect with them the way you do. And, and uh, I appreciate that peop- that the listeners stepped up and were like, well, you know, I, I wouldn't just give her something, money or whatever, but I can support her by buying some jewelry for, for my girl or whatever. And yeah, um, I'm pretty impressed, actually, that the, the folks have stepped up well, out there. Well, it's a so. neat breadth of audience that you have you know it's not just like some random climber dude like right. there's all sorts of different people that actually listen to these you know and get inspired and really don't have anything better to do but listen to the normal cast right. and uh can't go climbing at that moment right i right. think it, it reaches a nice that's audience. the sweet spot are people who they're either stuck in their car they're stuck on a commute or they're stuck in an office and yeah. they can't go climbing oh it's they, nice that you can provide like them this to. service yeah totally so let me ask you this. So what have you been climbing? You know, I just came from Bishop, which was super fun. Um, I had seven days of Brittany. Uh, Brittany Griffiths right. has done one of these in normal casts, yes, too. And uh, two. The seven days of Kate and Brittany was pretty intense. We bouldered. We sport climbed. We ice climbed. We did multi-pitch climbs. We went alpine climbing. We bouldered some more. We went hot tubbing. We drank a lot. It was right. totally overwhelming. Um, so I'm pretty tired. I just came off of that. And I'm psyched to be here in Vegas. Um, super fun clinics today. And then before that, I was in Turkey, which was really like the funnest sport climbing trip I've ever had. Um, I had no idea Turkey had so much to offer. It was um, it was totally epic, and uh, I learned a little bit about tuba climbing. And Where did you go specifically? Stuck. We went to Geekbare, which is sort of the um, standard sport climbing zone around We're there. We're getting bombed. Um, <laughs> and basically you fly into Antalya and get in a car and get driven up into the right. hills. And you kind of just base camp up there. You know, Hayden Kennedy told me how to do it. Right. He was like, you know, paving the way. And it's super easy and relaxing. And you just walk to the crag every day and you can walk to the market. And right. they'll feed you if you want. Right. And it's super easy. It's good living. Well, it's, it's, I, I actually, I tried to go there one time and we, we were in Columnos mm. and basically our plan was to, to climb there and then move on. But once we were like set up there, it was really hard to like pack everything up and then get on another ferry and then like get on a bus because oh, you, sure. we would have ended up way up on that coast and we had had to kind of travel. Yeah. So we didn't make it, but I yeah. definitely have always wanted to go there. And I think that like. Turkey, you know, there's got to be just miles and miles of rock there that yeah, I mean, it's a it's huge out of country. It's huge. And there's yeah. so much rock. And there's really high mountains there. Right. They're all snowy. Like, right. I had no idea. There's ski resorts all over the place. Right. We flew over on a sunny day and there's just epic endless mountains. And um, yeah, I think a lot of it is limestone that's very climbable and you just got to go at the right season. I think that it's kind of an untapped thing although I bet you the Frenchies have been there they, they always seem to get the everywhere Euros first are in there for yeah, sure they They're always seem deep. to get everywhere first but but still it kind of feels like you know because it's outside of the Eurozone but right on the edge of it it's it's probably got a lot of potential left yeah. and every I mean I don't know if you can back this up but everybody I've talked to said that people are awesome really nice people just so easy to be around really right. excitable like loving generous good food which kind of mm. goes a long way yeah yeah um, I'm into that did you go to uh, to, um, to Istanbul. Istanbul man just like just really beautiful but 
one of the most amazing things was their use of the limestone and all that rock in that region for art purposes. You know, those cathedrals right. are giant, and they like they like butterfly these pieces of marble with these like zigzag zebra stripes, and they all line up in like perfect little angles, and mm-hmm. it's like a painting on the wall, right. and it's just you know polished marble, um, super spectacular, and these buildings are gigantic. You know, it's like. As big as El Cap or something. Well, maybe not. But um, <laughs> they're, they're so big. You yeah. feel like an ant when you're right. in them. And um, and then they're just polished and worn in this way that you can't do besides just walk on it right, for right. centuries. Like, you know? Centuries, it's yeah. so neat and powerful. Right. Um, and, you know, that kind of awe that is inspired by being in the big mountains. Like, right. You know, it's like you're being standing on top of Fitzroy or something. It's that awesome. Um, so anyway, that was super fun and different for me. Yeah, I've always wanted to go there because I actually have this like uh, super obsession with the Roman Empire. The shopping's really good, too. Yeah. And uh, that was actually the seat of the Roman Empire towards the end of, of the empire. So I, I need to go there well, and check it out. let's go back. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally fun. in. All right, so we're about out of time already because these are just little short little oh, hit interviews. Sad. Do you want to talk about something else? Whatever you like. I know you have to go to dinner. I know. I'm really hungry. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to hit you with the hanging belay. Okay, the hanging belay is I want you to answer these questions. Don't overthink them. Whatever Rapid comes fire. to mind. All right. The faster you, the faster you answer the questions, the, the quicker you're I off the hanging dinner. belay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Typical hanging belay. Your legs are getting numb. Your partner is taking way too long. You're cold. You can't move. Hangry. All right. You're hangry. Yeah. Don't be hangry. Okay. Number one, best climbing area in the world. Yosemite National Park. All right. That's the second time I've heard that tonight. Sorry. Best route in the world. Moonlight Buttress. <laughs> That's the second one of those tonight, too. All right. Best climber in the world. Hayden Kennedy. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I, Sorry, Aiden. This can't be the same person. You have to think of somebody else. Sexiest climber in the world. Um, Male or female? Brittany Griffith. Ooh. She might be on my list, too, quite frankly. I think Even though I'm quite good friends with her, with her husband. Have you ever cried on a route? Yes. When Yesterday. Was la- I was going to say, when was the last time you cried on a route? I was still on the ground. What? I got kicked in the forehead yesterday All on right. the ground. Does that count? Yeah, it does count. And I know you're supposed to answer these quickly, but now we have to digress. So you got kicked in the head? I did. Well, how'd that happen? Somebody well, swing off a root or something? I was... No... My partner was all tied in, and I was bending down to pick up the rope. Uh-huh. And they stepped off the ground at the same time and accidentally kicked me in the head. And it was hard enough to make heel. you cry. It made me cry. I was kind of having a rough day already. <laughs> it was the last straw. All right. what route, It really hurt. What route in the world do you wish you'd done the first ascent of? What historical climb do you wish you had done the first ascent? Um, The Salafé. All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Kate Rutherford. That was so easy. That was pretty easy. I'm so off the hook. You're also always welcome to come back on the show for a full, another full interview, interview and update of your um, life. I'll need to get some new material yeah. so that you know, we actually have something to talk about next time. All right. Thanks a lot, Kate. Thanks, Chris. Don Glantz.
All right. I'm sitting in the Black Diamond booth. Go ahead. Start again. I'm sitting in the Black Diamond booth. I am sitting in the Black Diamond booth. This is the fourth one I've done. So I'm sitting in the Black Diamond booth. warm it up. Warm it up. Hold on. It's fine. I'm going to cut it all out. Or maybe I'm not. Breathe it out. Shake it out. How is there a silent E? Look, I didn't pick it. All right. Where it's the it's nationality. It's the birth name. It's originally should. I. This is what I'm told. Originally, it should be G L A N T Z, but somewhere oh, along right. the way, somebody didn't know how to spell. Okay. Right. So somewhere along the way, it becomes a C. Right. And they still pronounce it like the T Z. So I don't Don get Glantz. it. I know. I I didn't pick it. But then when I got married. What nationality is it? Uh, it's like a German Polish thing. Okay. Yeah. So you know who knows? There's right. tons of jokes. I'm sure you can make that right. way. But then when I got married, I didn't change it. Okay. So I just stuck with it because that was my name. Right. You know? Yeah, I didn't want to become Don Ormond. It's not the same. Yeah. Ormond's a little easier, though. Yeah, but... <laughs> You'd come to... But I'm to Don Glantz. Yeah, you know? exactly. And yeah, I'm Chris Caloose, so I've gone through the same thing. Yeah. We used to have an ick on it, apparently, but then they dropped the ick. <laughs> so it's sort of the same thing. Somewhere along the, the immigration trail, they left the ick in the dirt. <laughs> That's probably a yeah, good Calouse choice. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like Slavic or something, but everybody thinks it's French, sounds French, looks looks Greek, is neither. <laughs> so, and most people think it's Klaus. Mm-hmm. So there you go, yeah, and that sounds German. So there you anyway, have it. Anyway, here we are. Thanks That's our intro. Me. We're in we're in the Black Diamond booth at the Red Rock Rendezvous. This is interview sweet short interview number four. Awesome. Thanks for thanks for checking us out over here. Yeah, you bet. And I was. Really astounded to realize that, Don, you'd never heard of the Enormacast before tonight. I know. I'm a political junkie, so when I listen to podcasts, it's uh-huh. usually something political. Right. Yeah. What's your jam? Uh, well, music jam, that's a whole other story. No, but what's politi- your political jam? What's your uh, political podcast jam? Uh, I'm, I'm a big follower of the Rachel Maddow show, right. and then definitely, um, when I can, I watch a lot of Jon Stewart, of course. Right, right. So, yeah, okay. who doesn't, right? And then NPR. Right. So I'm your standard. Yeah, yeah. That's how people. Standard person. That's a good like po- NPR is like your podcast taster. Like that's right. how people get mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. That I've, would be interesting, huh? I always thought this American life needs to pick us up as a climbing life. I think that that is something that they are are missing. Is is that? Yeah. Know? Well, that's my that's my jam. Right on. That's oh, the normal cast. Yeah. So there welcome to it. All right. And uh, please promise me you'll ha- you'll go and at least have a quick listen to. I will. Like yeah. That. All right. Sounds yeah. good. At sounds least this good. one. All right. So, yeah, at least this one. I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I'll spit on repeat. Repeat. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. That's what I do. I didn't, those <laughs> the only are your reason words. I do this. <laughs> wow, I sounded really good on that one. Um, you live down in Ure. You're a guide, a full-time yes, guide. Yes, And that's what you do. For a living, yes. For a living. Yes. So I teach... Uh, Rock climbing in the summer and canyoning also, which okay. is really fun. It's right. uh, new to me, but it's a that? lot of right in Uray. We do these box canyons. We do uh, rappelling basically down through the box canyons in Uray, where there's tons of them. That sounds so, frigid. Yeah, no, it's actually no. We do that in the summer. I know, but still, isn't the water really cold? No, it's not. I mean, it's not that deep, so it's right. not like you like get in over your head, and it's not like not that bad. Do it's, you wear wetsuits? Uh, no, but I definitely, we wear dry tops at least. That's okay. it. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could take kids that are like five. Right. It's not that. Okay. It's not that extreme. All it right. sounds extreme. I like, if you make, yeah. if you, if you make me really explain it, that I have to take five-year-olds takes away the extreme right, factor. Exactly. So it sounds, it, that does sound fun because I don't like cold water. Right. Uh, that's why yeah. I got that sourpuss look on my right. face. And, but, no one so in hear. the winter, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I work more in the winter doing rock and ice or, um, uh, 
mix or ice climbing, I should say, in the winter time. Uh-huh. So that's uh-huh. that's my specialty, and so that's what I focus on right. in the winter. So and you work with chicks with picks, right? Yep, and uh, we're a big branch now of chicks climbing because we do rock okay. climbing and ice climbing now. And uh, I work for them year-round. So uh, if you sign up for a clinic, hopefully you'll get me and Kitty as the guides. Right. And uh, we do the rock stuff and we do the ice clinics as well. Well, I have a question that pertains to, uh, to, to this idea that I've been wanting to kind of ask a bunch of these questions, but I'm going to stick to this one. Do you approach guiding men differently than guiding women or vice versa? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, it's a big, it's a big topic we could go into, but that is we on, could a, go on a basic all day. plane, like because let, let me just say this. I'll back up and, and say that you know, there's organizations that like chicks climbing, chicks for picks. You know, these things that are 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 oriented towards getting women together to climb or to do whatever in the outdoors. Not, I mean, not necessarily for men because men are already doing it together. So I was right. just curious, like your how your approach, like. If there's a way to sum it up philosophically, if it does, in fact, change at all. Um, there's a difference, I think, a, a different bond, naturally, that's going to happen with me and a woman, right? It's okay. Just, and that should, in sure. theory. But yeah, it theory. doesn't always, right? Because yeah, women can say. be pretty shitty to each other. <laughs> right. So um, when I think about it, when it's really the personality types that... Right. Uh, so that's really, if I were to say, just guiding in general, just mm-hmm. not giving the going down the woman path there, which right. we could definitely let's do that another time. Um, but guiding, because today I definitely have men and women in my group. Right. So yeah, you have to, I think, address the personality type mm-hmm. instead of the gender as a whole. Sure. Because. Some people are really good at getting feedback. Right. And some people, they just want, I don't know, maybe just encouragement the whole time. And then if you give them feedback, that's like, forget about it. Right. Like, you just touched a button that, right. you know, so that goes for both men and women. Uh-huh. But I think that when, naturally, I'm, I, I think I bond with the women a little bit better. Um, I don't know, maybe just because we're women. But when you get a group of us together, there's a different uh, power that comes out of sure. it. There's a different sense of, well... You know, not that like she did it, I can do it, right. but instead the sense of um, <laughs> why not try it? Right. You know, so and I really try to encourage that in all my clinics, whether I'm working for with men or women, is just the fact that why not? You're on the top rope. Just right. go for it. Right. You know, and you don't know what you can do until you try. Well, and that's why they showed up. I mean, it's not like you force them to come on these trips, right? But people climb for people climb for different reasons and typically when you climb you choose the route you climb right okay. and in a clinic i'm just telling you tie into this one so your choice is a little less you know you have less of a control factor of that choice but you know they are just on top rope and a lot of times i'm trying to get them out of their comfort zone in some way right and right. uh today there was some people i couldn't challenge they were just too good at climbers Really? You know, the climbs I had right. up are too easy for him. And in that same group, you have somebody who can't even do the, you know, the opening move. So right. what do you do? You know, so you just try to try to address each person in these clinics and, um, you know, hopefully make a change. At least teach them one thing, mm-hmm. you know. So now yeah. I've, I've always said that to be a guide, you have to have like you have to be, you know, <laughs> the person of, in, of infinite patience. Have you <laughs> like... I mean, how do you feel about that? And, and have you, uh, is that a personality trait that you've had before? I mean, patience is a big part of that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and I wonder what if I run out of patience one day? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> then You'll have to my do family and my husband is screwed. You right. Know? <laughs> I no. used it all up on them, <laughs> honey. I've got none left for I you. <laughs> I think that's what happens because we're both guides. Right. Uh, so we're both worried. Um, no, I don't know. It does take a lot of patience, but mm-hmm. at the same time, um, each person is so different and it's fun to work with people. Right, it really right, is. Totally. And, um, I like, I just like people. I like working with them and I think I like more the instruction and coaching side of this sure. job than, like than more guiding. the like peer guiding where yeah. I'm just like tie in where I'm dragging right. you to the top. I don't care really how you yeah. climb, you know, I'll haul yeah. you. Sure. If I have to. Sure. I don't like that style. I'd rather get to know you. And, I actually uh, didn't. I like teaching better as well, yeah. which is why I segged out of guiding into becoming a high school teacher. It was mm-hmm. kind of part of that. Plus, yeah. I thought working with kids was way more fun than adults. Right. But some kids, some adults are just big kids. Yeah, you know? that's totally true. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to finish up here because we're, we're about at the end, at end of our time. We just babbled about a whole bunch of nothing. No, it was a whole bunch of, uh, of great stuff. <laughs> don't don't right. sell yourself short, Tom. All right. And actually, I won't. I'm five, you six. ever... I know. If you, it's average. Yeah, we're the same height, me and you. Get out of town. No, I no. click microphones, but I think yeah. that was not in the class. No, you're not supposed <laughs> to touch microphones. <laughs> Bad things will happen. But you're always welcome to come on a show. Like, awesome. And we'll talk. We can hash out that stuff. Like, Sick. People want to hear about it. All right. I think it's a big, I think it's a big well, thing. Well, maybe one day we'll talk about thing. other stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, so here's this is the hanging belay. Okay, so you have to Hold on, let me these. shake out because yeah. I got little. Your legs are numb. No, my wrist is a little sore from holding that microphone like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to screw it up, you know. I'm just shaking it out, folks. That's what's going on. Your legs are going numb. Your All partner right. is taking a really long time. All right. You're you're Get still you're still encouraging them, but in your in your mind, you're like, what is taking you so yeah, long? Yeah. Have I set up the three to one yet? No. Okay. No. All right, so here we go. Okay, go. Best climbing area in the world. Best climbing area in the world. We talk a rock or ice. Doesn't matter, huh? Doesn't matter. Um, let's say best. You're right. Why not? Yeah. The Chamber <laughs> of Commerce is like, ching <laughs> Send her a check. All right. Best route in the world. Anything. I don't care what it is. What came to mind? Best route in the world of the climb I just did in Iceland. Um, Red Eye Jedi. Best route Red in the Eye world. Red Eye Jedi. Yeah. First Ascent? Oh, uh, yeah, we did a first ascent there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Who, with who? Uh, my friend Stanley Verba. Yeah, oh, we killer. did a first ascent over there. It was awesome. Red Eye Jedi. Red Eye Jedi. Nice. Best climber in the world. Hmm. Oh, that is a toughie. Nobody, really. Best climber in the world. Best climber in the world. Chris Gliss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You win. You win the fucking prize. <laughs> nice. I'm going to get, I don't know. By what the way, do. we're at the Red Rock Rendezvous, and I can see people like Peter Croft, yeah. Andreas Moran. Nope. All those people just Kay went Rutherford. to the wayside. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Guy. Literally, Nothing. we can see Peter Croft Literally, from where we're sitting. I could there spit at him if I could spit there better. There he is. I, you will be mine, Peter <laughs> Croft. You will be mine. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Who's this? And it, it, it can't be the same person because I know you're going to say the same person. Who's the sexiest climber in the world? <laughs> sexiest climber. My in the husband. World. All right. Patrick Gorman. Nice. nice. All right. Um, have you ever cried on a route? Yeah. When was the last time you cried on a route? Oh God. Um, that was actually been a while. I can't remember the last time, but I definitely have cried on a route before. All definitely. Right. Can't um, pick one offhand. What is a first ascent that you wish you had done? A historic first ascent that you wish you'd been the first one to do. Wow, that's a that's a bull. I don't know. I'm not that jealous of routes that way, so I don't know. I don't really. Well, what's have a one. great route that you just wish you'd 
You'd been the one to walk up and sink your picks into it for the first, first time. Well, that's not fair. I mean, I see all these ice lines, and that's the way I, my brain works. I'm right. an ice climber and a mixed climber. One. So every, it seems like every year you get the first ascent. So, like, you know, I guess if you're the first of the season, you're like, hey, first ascent of the season. Uh, so I don't know. I'm going to have to. I'm just going to, I guess, stay on belay. <laughs> you're stuck. You're stuck in the hating play forever. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> Until you come back that. on the show. I don't know. All right, well, that. I'll let you off the hook. Your belayer just set off belay. You're, you're, the, the top right. rope's coming tight. You're out of here. So Take. thanks a lot, Don. I really appreciate a few minutes of your time. And again, right. um, anytime down the line we could get a, a long interview, that would be awesome. Yeah, I love it. All awesome. right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Don. Sweet. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Kind of a weird little funky normal cast. Hope you enjoyed it. As I said earlier, that Chris Schulte bit is a preview for next episode where Chris will talk to us in depth about his life chasing boulders around the world, although they don't really move. He doesn't really have to chase them. I don't know. I was thinking of the wave thing, chasing waves. Waves move. You have to chase them. It's quite tiring, actually. Anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, I wanted to make sure that you remember that uh, the next thing the Enorma Cast is involved in is the International Climbers Festival up in Wyoming. It is the 9th to the 13th of July in Lander, Wyoming. One of the great festivals of all time and also one of the great climbing towns, especially in the summertime. Not a lot of places to climb comfortably in the summer. Although it can get hot there, it is quite pleasant most of the time. So come check that out. Be doing a small live event, just being around, making the scene, and also uh, chasing down prey, as it were. Another chasing motif. Go to climbersfestival.org for more information and to get tickets and all that. They've got an incredible lineup of people coming up there. It would take too long to list them. Just go check it out on the website. All right, folks, I've been skipping this outro lately, and I haven't said this in a while. So please, as the climbing season is getting rolling, at least here in the States, although it's been rolling for a while in some parts, not so much here in Colorado, at least not the rock climbing season. But please, as you dust off those somewhat dormant skills for many of us over the winter, don't forget to check your knot. care desperately about what I do. Do I know what product I'm selling? No. Do I know what I'm doing today? No. But I'm here and I'm going to give it my best shot.